welcome back to work therapy everyone my name is nello and i'm iwalola and together yeah, we're your work besties all right ladies and gentlemen boys and girls everyone listening to the podcast right now get ready to experience the unstoppable force of branding brilliance and marketing mastery that is priscilla iari not priscilla not priscilla because i remember chilla it's priscilla Yari. Yes. yes. <laughs> a global brand and marketing communications leader who embodies the qualities of a ministering angel with nerves of steel. Mm. Underline that nerves of steel. Love actually. it. Yes. Love it, right? <laughs> so, so that's angel. Why are you underlying nerves of steel? So, with a dazzling array of skills and a career that has spanned industries like financial services, technology, technology, sustainability, FMCG, manufacturing, and sports, quite a portfolio, As right? There. Only one person, one person, you know. I think she has two heads. Do you get? <laughs> Priscilla is a marketing and communications powerhouse, currently enrolled as an an executive MBA, double honors candidate at the prestigious Cornell and Queen's universities. She has optimized budgets, identified new revenue streams, and dazzled with her expertise in integrated marketing communications, brand management, and stakeholder engagement. But wait! There's still more, and I will tell you more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Priscilla's passion project, including mentoring young ladies and supporting underserved teens, that are living with autism and down syndrome i will tell you yeah. this is this actually means a lot to me um I, I mean okay i don't think i've said that on the podcast before yeah. i have a son that has down syndrome so i didn't even know this about priscilla so i'm really <laughs> eager to hear this right yeah. so her, these endeavors reveal priscilla's heart of gold so fasten your seat belts grab a tub of ice cream oh. plantain chips yeah chin chin <laughs> anything whatever the case might be and prepare for an insightful conversation as we dive into the secrets of building strong brands with the extraordinary Priscilla on today's episode of Work Therapy. So welcome Priscilla, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Ladies, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Lovely, lovely. lovely. Thanks so much. All right, great. So, I mean... We're going to yeah. start. We're going to start yeah, with um, you on the fire. Let yes. Me, let me go to give it my wicked co-host. I don't see eh, This is one. You are like, <laughs> at this point, we're going to do good cop, bad cop. But you end up seeing who the good cop is at I'm the end of the day. I'm <laughs> very clear. Yeah. All right. Great. So, Priscilla, we're going to fire like, you know, about five to six very hot, rapid fire questions your way. Right, oh, wow. and you okay. have about ten seconds to answer. Now you're free to okay. skip. Well, if I will tell you that you're not free to skip, but in my books, you are free to skip. Priscilla <laughs> is very brilliant. Why do you think she free to skip? Exactly. Yeah. If you say so, <laughs> so you're free to skip if you need to, right? But here go, here goes the question. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, question number one. <laughs> How many letters are there in salary? Salary. Six. Six letters. Yes. 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 Okay. So what are the <laughs> So it's, it's getting harder now, right? What's an anagram for the word objective? 
anagram is kind of like you know it's a technique where you can actually derive several words from one word right so from objective i can get it i can get um oh, what's it called so sub uh, oh, object object so at least we learned that today right yeah, okay, okay. So, question number three spell perspicacious perspicacious Okay, mean let's do like spelling B. Meaning. Okay, so but just you know, just for yeah, us to all exactly. Yeah. So perspicacious means having a ready insight into and understanding of things. Wow, right. Okay. So just having that adjective. Exactly. Okay. Right. So it's just okay. having that. Just use it in a sentence. Hey. Yeah. Hell, God, you people. Oh. It offers quite a few facts. The perspicacious reporter. What does that even mean? I don't even know. I don't know. The example is still hard. Anyway, next question. <laughs> okay, fine. So, question four: How many vowels are in the word hippopotamus? H I P. Four, four, four vowels. Four vowels. <laughs> Question five. How many syllables are in the word rhythm? Two. Yeah, and a bonus question. Coffee or tea? Coffee or tea? Coffee. 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 Yeah, nice, 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 nice. Well done. Yes, uh, you tried. <laughs> Maybe just next week. <laughs> so, so usually I'm not a coffee or tea person. It's just but yeah. if, I, if I had to take one, I'll take coffee. I like fresh juice. That's what I like. Nice, 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 nice. That's a little healthy. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. vitamins and all that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. We learned something new about Priscilla today. Yes, yeah. you didn't know before. If she comes to visit you in your house, exactly. Offer her fruit juice. Which kind of juice? Do that perspicacious to me now. As the. Oh my gosh. All right. So let's get to know more about Priscilla, right? Yes. I mean, we've got some insights into her. So, I mean, Priscilla, tell us about your favorite book or podcast, even. Um, so I used to read a lot, but I don't think I read as much as I used to anymore. Um, but there's a book I read recently. It's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. It's by Martha Goldsmith. Um, so the personal development, career development book. It's not too bulky, just how I like it, straight to the point, very, very um relevant and engaging it's, mm-hmm. that's just it what got you here won't get you there um i think i bought at a point in my career where i was transitioning from one role into another role and i was coming from a place where it was competence that had brought me to that new job right it was somebody that i had worked with before that recommended me for that new role and um i just saw the book and i thought hmm okay this will be interesting i read it and it really really was very mind-blowing to me and i really recommend that everybody who's transitioning especially in their career 
um, if it's, even if it's from one phase of life to another phase, I think everybody should read the book. It's, it's very, it's, it's spot on. It's spot on. It's by Marshall Goldsmith. So. Nice. So basically, hmm, when I read the book, I'll be Priscilla tomorrow. <laughs> I think that's that magic word. That's something. As in, honestly, but I'm going to go and look for it now, like this. <laughs> you know, as if 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 we could read a particular book now, to now become like Dangote. That's exactly what this is like. As in, I mean, you are copying out. When I read the book, am I going to become you, you tomorrow? tomorrow? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not me that wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> the book is what so I recommend it so to anybody who's who's looking for a good read and yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you. I I definitely would definitely would um try to get it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for that recommendation. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. so say um I do a Google search of you, right? What top quality <laughs> or skill would we find out about you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So I actually did a Google search of myself recently, and nice. I think. I, I think that what you see is just like some press releases of some work I've done in recent times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I don't really know how that comes together to just like one word. But um, I think if you asked people about me, people, my friends, my colleagues, my managers, I think they would tell you that I'm resourceful and I'm relentless. So um, if I can't do it, I can. I know somebody who can do it. I always have a guy. The Priscilla has a guy. I, I have like a, it. I have a guy. Yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, so I mean that that didn't happen overnight because, of course, I've 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 been in the trenches. So <laughs> from the bottom, yeah. <laughs> from the bottom now we're here. But I'm very grateful for the opportunities I've had and people I've met along my journey. So yeah, I think people will tell you I'm relentless. I'm resourceful. Um, but yeah, I try to have fun while doing all of those things. So yeah, yeah. that's what's would some some my experience up. Yeah, yeah, I love that relentless, resourceful, resourceful. Because Priscilla Yari, nice, <laughs> nice, I love that. nice, nice, nice. I mean, I love it. I love it. Love, love it. All right, great. So I mean, thank God you talked about work trenches because I mean, the next question was going to be, what's the weirdest job you've ever had, right? <laughs> So we want to share that with us. Yes. Okay. So uh, let me let me give you a bit of, of some background because mm-hmm. uh, I started my my work experience in June of 2010. I I was in university at the time and I was studying finance and I realized that <laughs> this finance <laughs> is not really the passion that I that I thought it was going to be. I mean, I applied for finance to. And I got finance because I love maths. I think I'm very logical. So I like maths. I just thought, you know what? Let's just go in line of this maths. But I got into finance. And in my first year, my CGPA was, was actually 4.0. So I wasn't failing. It just wasn't giving me as much joy as I would have loved in my life. So I applied to a radio station. And I worked in a radio station for three years as a presenter and a producer. Um, working 20 hours a week for free. And so I, I really, really enjoyed that. But during the holidays, I needed to get jobs that would pay me so that I could pay, I could help my parents with paying school fees the next session. So I met this guy, he was like like a big brother figure at that time. I met him somewhere in town. And, you know, he, he was just like a big brother 
figure in my life. And so during the holiday, I was trying to look for a job. And then he said, oh, he has this business he's trying to set up where um, he would print like, you know, yellow pages. He, he would print like yellow pages and distribute over 20,000 copies across five states. But he needed somebody who was going to be a salesperson to get the small businesses around town to list their businesses on that book, right? So I said, ah, I will do it. How much? He said one, one small advert is 1,500 Naira. And he would give me 40% of each sale I'm able to, to make. And oh, I nice. thought, oh, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's more coming. So I, so I said, I, that's exactly what I thought. I thought it was nice. I thought, you know, it's a good initiative. But I should have said, you said, do am if easy, you know? Anyway, I jumped right into it. I <laughs> I, the first, on my first day, it was a Monday. I trekked from, I don't know people who know Ilorin, but I trekked from Chupet in Taiwoke to Okyodo, which is wow. like trekking from, say, Aja Roundabout to, um, I wouldn't say Obalinde because it's a little bit further than Obalinde. Ah, so, okay. ah, exactly. It wasn't just ah. a straight one. So I was going from. <laughs> so I would take a little bit. I would enter all the shops in that area to say, well, you know, we're trying to do this book. If you put your business on it, over 20,000 copies of this book will be printed and distributed for free across five states. Um, we would like, do, would you like to, you know, list your business on this book so that more people will see your business? And, you know, I was, I was really, really selling, going into all the shops. So it's not like I just started walking down. I was walking, going to shops, come out, walk, go into shops, come out. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Wow. And I did that. Um, I did that the first day. Of course, at the end of that day, I just knock out because that was a lot of, <laughs> of stress. If my mother didn't think I can ever get fat, it's just that now this fat is refusing to go. But I was so thin. <laughs> I was kind. So I did that job for a week. And the first day was just brutal. I, I didn't get any sales. So the second day, I said, I wouldn't go that far. I will, I will do some businesses around. Okay, so yeah, I went to some businesses around my area and it still wasn't, it still didn't yield anything. And, you know, I went back to this uncle that was my yoga at the time and I was expecting him to be sympathetic to say, wow, you trekked that much? Wow, wow, wow. Um, do you know what he said to me? He said, effort without results is zero. Hey. That was that was me. So I said, ah, okay, okay, noted. So I resigned from that job. And, <laughs> and, but he wasn't lying though. I agree that effort without results is zero. I just expected a bit more empathy. I think, I think that's what it was. Um, I also learned from that experience that if your product doesn't really offer any real value, um, it doesn't matter how much you sell it. It's not, it just, People know exactly what they want. Printing 20,000 copies in and giving people in Oshun State, for example, my business is in Oyo State. You're giving people magazine in Oshun State. That experience taught me a lot. So yeah, I believe the effort without results is zero. But if you don't have the right products, your efforts will continue to be zero because if, it doesn't, if it's not relevant to your target audience, it's not relevant to your business, it's not relevant to their lives, what, why then should they you know, invest in that business. So for example, this magazine story, um, 
you, you were, the proposition was, we're going to print 20,000 copies and distribute across five states. I have a grocery shop in all your state. If you print f- 5 billion copies and distribute in Oshun state, that doesn't do it for me because my business is in all your state. It's just a shop. You cannot order online. You have to come to the shop. So mm. the, your sales is relevant to only people around me. And so if you're saying you're sending it to other states, it's just not relevant. So me, I was, I was backing up all the wrong trees and, you know, that, that didn't yield any result, but that's, that experience taught me a lot. And I think it showed me a different part of, of life, of, um, customer psychology as well. Um, it was definitely the worst job I've ever done in my full life. It's the worst job. <laughs> Is the worst no, I, really, I really like um, the fact that you took some learning from it because I don't know. I, yeah. I think it's maybe something about um, people. Maybe when we um, have a bad experience, right? We mm-hmm. decide to just you know say, okay, it was a terrible experience. Maybe this man doesn't have empathy. Blah 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 blah. Rather than actually yeah. looking at and even be learned from every you know experience, which I think is great, right? Yeah, but and I think one thing I even got out of that was that. Um, I think now businesses have actually evolved. So mm-hmm. funny enough, maybe that would have worked now because you know a lot of businesses oh, yeah. are yeah, online, I mean are online yeah. exactly. So that so, you see like you were ahead of the game. You are ahead exactly <laughs> of your time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I think out of that really. <laughs> and then that yeah. trend. As in, God. in today's in today's trek. Wow. <laughs> marketing nomad. Marketing nomad. <laughs> so on a on a lighter note, yeah, what would you say is your guilty pleasure for letting loose? Uh, I like my house, so you you find me at home. So if if I'm not if I'm not like at at a work event that is compulsory, or I'm not out of town because I also like to travel. So I, I, I okay. So I'll say maybe traveling. I'll say traveling. But if I'm in town, I'm at home. I'm at home. I don't do all this. Let's go and do brunch. All this. I like my house. Um, oh, and I'm at watching watching TV, watching Netflix. I really like TV. I don't know. I didn't used to watch TV a lot before, but I think over the past two three years, I've just been a TV fanatic. And it's not like I'm, watching, I'm not watching news. I'm watching film. I'm watching series. That's what I'm watching. No shame in my game. So, um, but, but I also like to travel. So this weekend, for example, we're out of town. We, we took a road trip somewhere and yeah, I think traveling also helps to open up my mind. I'm able to explore other, other places, get to meet other people, interact with other cultures as well. So, um, yeah, I like traveling, but I also like home. <laughs> Priscilla, you have, you, have, you have a travel blog, right? Or yeah, I, I know you document your trips and things, right? Um, no, I don't think I, I really do that. Uh, I, th- I used to have a blog. I used to have a blog, but I've not, I've not been writing. You see, work, work is so stressful these days. It's adult. Yeah. I've not but been writing as an executive MBA. You cannot have time now. Exactly. Abio, abio, abio. I've not been writing as much. I've not been reading as much, but I try to just keep up with like what's happening around me. And, you know, I still try to read as much as possible, but I've not written properly in a while. And I, I think I should look at that because. Well, you write yeah, a I, lot on LinkedIn. 
that's i feel like you write like we love yeah, yeah you and then I, I see her do a lot of like well photography stuff like on ig i think mm. yeah so i, I, I think you're being hard on yourself ways to actually document these things yeah. Yeah. and i have an instagram page i think that we post like pictures of our trips on but again i'm not doing it like a proper content creator I should, that thing should be proper right. content creation people are making mm. money from this so what would you say was the last thing you binge watched ah uh, young sheldon is young sheldon yeah! Yeah! nice one yeah, nice one i'm so much love it yeah <laughs> Oh, love oh. it too. I mean, right on the back of Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, nice. there's this discourse about people saying, um, young like Sheldon is spoiled and all yeah. that. I don't know what yeah. what's your own two cents on that. He's spoiled, but you know, <laughs> people are people around him are not are not holding their place. So his grandmother too. So the thing he doesn't lie. That's the problem. He doesn't. He's not yeah. telling you. If he said that you look like a kidney, it's true. You really, really look like a kidney. Reminds me of someone. Reminds me of someone, actually. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love that. Yeah. So, so he's smart, but, but he's, yeah. he's smart. He's smarter than most people around him. So I, I would, I would excuse mm. all, all his yeah. uh, over, over, overly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if I was that smart, I would be very, very haughty. Very haughty, as in, you know what? Probably a dumb. So you mentioned traveling, right? Yeah. If you could travel back in time, is there like an era that you had your eye on that you wish you could visit mm. and why? Mm. Um, um, hmm. So I'm not a good student of history. I don't mm. I like to focus on the future. But, <laughs> but nice. I like, I like my, so my dad my dad is 72 years old and he he tells me stories about you know, times where, you know, he used to walk from one village to another to go to school, how like they used to go to the farm. So my grandfather has like a very big cocoa plantation in Ileife and um, how they used to work on the farm. And it was just like from everything was farm to table, you know, it was, they were eating like fresh stuff. Everybody knew each other. Like the community was so close knit, closely knit. And sometimes I wish that I could live in that Maybe not leave for the rest of my life. Just like we'll do like one month vacation in that time and see and experience that, you know. But um, yeah, knowing everything I know now, I don't think there's any previous time that's as good as what we have right now. But I wish we had um, some attributes from all of those times in our current situation. So, in as much as we have we have internet, we have social media. I wish we had like closely knit communities as well. I wish we were not as closed off as we are right now. I, I really, I like communities. Um, I think, I think we are better when we, we have one another. And right. increasingly we see that people are becoming less and less connected. And I wish we were more connected, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's so weird because people would say that internet is making, it's supposed to make us more connected, but somehow we're actually less connected. Well, it's like, it's like, I don't know, what's that word when something can mean both things? It's like we're more connected, but also more, exactly. Yeah. We're more connected, but also less connected at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote or motto that inspires you? Um. Well, it's the best or nothing. Right. Um, 
nothing. I just love it. I don't compromise. Like I love it. Yeah, the best thing. And a lot of times, a lot of times, I, I just, I'm like, you know, let's just manage this. Let's manage this. It's not the best, but don't manage it. And then I just remember that no, if it's not good, it's not good. It's the reason why you're not in Nigeria anymore. That's why, because the man you're doing, you understand. At work, I give my best. If I'm not interested in something, you will know I'm not going to. Yeah. My friend, same way, I give 110% of my time of myself. Like, if I'm your friend, you will know. If I'm not your friend, you will also know. You know, yeah. they're not happy. <laughs> I don't know you know. I, I love I love how forceful she is. Like yes. she's just up front, yeah. you know, like she doesn't come in for Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's definitely the slogan. I love, love it. that. Love it. Amazing. Like I feel like you know, you gain so much. We can take that as you know, take right? it. Just take it home. Take I will print that name. That's it. Yeah. Somewhere. I love okay, that. Sticker. So I I know you mentioned last question on getting to know you a bit right yeah. so i know you mentioned you're not really like a student a good a great student of history mm. you like to look more towards the future but if you could have dinner with like anyone from you know the historical times you know who would it be and why would it be that person um hmm. so i'll say i'll say apostle paul uh sorry i'm going into the bible now it's not a it's not a general it's not a <laughs> It's not a, it's not a pop popular, uh, maybe not, maybe not politically correct, if if mm. I might say, but but yeah, maybe after Paul, um, I was I was thinking, either Paul or David, but I think Apostle Paul because he was like a well-read, well-learned career person. He was not, he didn't take like he he knew what he wanted. He knew it. He did it well. He was a lawyer. He was great at it. Like have a specter. And you know, when it was time I to like, do, I like, <laughs> I like. <laughs> when it was time to do the work of God as well, he put in his best self. You know, he wrote most of the books in the New Testament. So I'm just very curious to get into his mind to, you know, understand like his 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 core essence, his principles, because not everything that he knew, we, we don't we, we don't have all the things that he knew written down. So it'd be nice to have a conversation with him to say what changed, how how did growing up affect who you became, what are, what were your parents like, you know stuff like that. I'm just very fascinated by him, but I, I really really admire that while he was doing his worldly stuff, he did it well. Again, the best or nothing, he did it excellently well. He was killing people, he killed them well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he met Jesus, he also did it well. He went over and beyond, even even more than a lot of people that were with Jesus when he was on earth, right? So um I like I'm very inspired by him. So I think that's somebody I would definitely would like to see with and and I, I'm I'm hope I'm grateful that in future I might be able to speak with him when we get to heaven. So yeah. Yes, awesome. Amen. Something that that's making me want to ask you one question. You know. So wow. okay. Um, <laughs> one million dollars or dinner with Jay Z. <laughs> I don't understand. One million dollars. 
bank always money in the bank always <laughs> oh my god i would take wow. over a million dollars honestly i would take one million dollars over anybody else i think <laughs> i don't think <laughs> okay, okay one more question is there anyone that you would take the you take the meeting with them over one million dollars is there anyone anyone abuse i already answered the question i said nobody there's nobody money in the bank always exactly i can definitely relate to anybody in this nigeria right now I will still. I will just leave. That. I will just be reading their books from a distance. I will. I will. I will get collect the one million dollars. Thank you very much. Yes, now you don't. Have, they don't have to be your mentor. You can. They, you can just be reading their books. That's it. We'll be watching it. That's it. <laughs> Love that. Okay, I think we are going to the serious stuff now. The conversation has been so fun. Not, not too serious, yeah. though, but you know, the conversation has been so fun. I don't want it to end. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> First question. Yeah. Um. Okay. What What would you say have been like the most significant challenges you faced, you know, in your career, you know, with b- building brands? And of course, I would love to know how you overcame them. Mm, okay. So, um, I've been a brand and communications manager for almost ten years now, and I started from the agency. I like to tell people that if you want to learn the the rudiments of marketing and communications and PR and on the works start from the agency because that gives you like rapid fire training into everything you need to know about the industry. And you're very lucky also to work with various brands um, across various industries. So uh, I'm grateful, very grateful for that opportunity that I had with, with that foundation. Um, but thinking about some challenges I've encountered, I think one challenge that's, has been recurring has been some disalignment between the brand and communications and marketing teams um Mm. no the brand marketing and communications team versus the business or the finance the management team um Mm -hmm. so um a lot of times the business has like a goal in mind let's just build this product and let's go to market and market it, market it, just market yeah. it. You know, you know, I mean, everywhere, all of that. <laughs> I want to see it everywhere, you know. And the, the problem with that is marketing is a science. There is, there, there is a, there's a sense to it. There's a sense to the madness. It's not just, not, nothing just suddenly goes viral. There's a sense, to, like you can make, if something is viral, you can somehow trace how it became viral right yeah um, yeah but but people just think that um we can build something and then tomorrow is is viral you know so for example somebody will build an app today a savings app and say tomorrow today is what today is a saturday monday morning we are launching by friday we want to be bigger than piggy vest no there is a there is a there is a there's a by step process to this thing also um i see that a lot of times um management or the business teams have like an idea in mind and they want you to achieve that idea but but without the relevant commensurate funding so do you people know limka you know limka and pali soda yes hey 
So you see that it's not it's not really aligned. No, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, really, you know, really join. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be wanting to drink with Pico and on on a Limca budget. No, it can't work. So um, that's why there's a process to everything. There's 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 just a science to it. If True. the first thing is a lot of times you are asked to go to the market with a product and you're asked to grow it and scale it and everything, but the product in itself is inherently flawed, right? Mm. So mm. it's doing exactly the same thing as somebody else. The value proposition is not very clear. Um, mm. Sometimes you are in an oversaturated market. There isn't any differentiation. Um, at other times, you just don't have a marketing budget to work with. And the thing is, you spend money to make money, but sometimes the business teams do not understand this but they expect it to work magic so i've had to you know battle with this over and over and over and over again in my career where there's this fight about money and let's go viral and then money no we can't spend this but we want to go viral um and i'm me i'm great at optimizing budget so it's not like i'm even trying to waste anybody's money i i manage like it's my personal funds right but you still have to some font that's it you cannot just have zero zero budget and expect that things will just run you know so i read something funny on instagram yesterday somebody said the biggest takeaway from this barbie marketing is their budget because everybody's so glad you mentioned it i was just about to mention that yeah so barbie is just going to buy barbie barbie but you know i was just thinking about that thing they have like a global marketing budget that is huge. One hundred million dollars, really? One hundred million dollars, and it's just almost as expensive as the amount they spent on production, which was one hundred forty-five million dollars. Wow! You can imagine that. You see, but somebody wants to come and spend one hundred thousand naira and one hundred million dollar budget of Barbie. Did you see? So some of these are some of the things that you know happen. But um, I've also learned that sometimes as marketing people, we, we find these conflicts to flame by not giving um, very logical metrics to measure the success of each campaign. Mm. So a lot of times we, we give like subjective things like, oh, awareness, um, we're going to get some awareness from this, we're going to generate leads, we're going to do this and do that. Um, I think that, you know, I was telling you earlier, I'm a very logical person. I like to work with numbers. One plus one is two. Whether you're in Czechoslovakia or you are in um, Igboho in Oshun State or you are mm-hmm. in Hong Kong or you are in Singapore or you are in America or you are in Dubai, whatever it is, you are one plus one is two. And people mm-hmm. would generally understand numbers. So in presenting your campaigns and ideas to management and the business and the finance teams, I think it's an imperative for us to put measurable metrics so that that eliminates those things of hey, are you sure we can spend this money and you know how do we measure the success of of this thing we're trying to do um so yeah um i think it's important that we we we, we create more measurable metrics for success when um presenting our ideas and campaigns to to management but definitely that budget thing is a very critical <laughs> point of conflict a lot of times um especially when there isn't some understanding between um what we're trying to achieve and the role of marketing in 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 getting that um we need to be very 
like present objective metrics for measurement for the measurement of our campaigns um not just awareness you can't really that's very subjective you can't sometimes you can't measure awareness you need things like i will generate five thousand leads with this money and if you give me this less this percentage less of the money i've asked, I've asked for this is what we're going to get so there are no misunderstandings among all the parties involved so i think yeah numbers don't lie give like measurable metrics to each of the things that you're trying to achieve i think that's that helps to better you know ameliorate the um tension and conflict between the marketing and the other teams involved yeah I mean, fantastic insights, fantastic insights. So um, I, just to, you know, piggyback off of um, one a point you had mentioned around differentiation and, you know, brand positioning, right? So how, how would you approach those two um, elements, right, in, in, an, in a competitive space? What would your, you know, approach be? Um, so usually I like to start with marketing research. Um, I won't lie. I started, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an executioner. If you, if everybody has ideas, the person I would like would most likely bring it home is me because ideas come a dime it does. Anybody can can give ideas, but not a lot of people can really see those ideas through. So a lot of times we have a brainstorming session. We're going to do this. Me, I just enter, I just enter streets. I've gone to go and execute. And like <laughs> but I've learned, I've learned over the years that you need to learn about the market you are going to speak to. You need to learn about the competitors you need to learn about the industry trends you need to learn about like what gaps are you trying to fill uh what are the pain points of customers you know stuff like that you need to do like proper marketing research before just jumping into the market and trying to get everybody on board um so usually i would like to do start with marketing research first what are we what's the baseline what are we working with right now what are we trying to achieve who are we speaking to how do they like to be spoken to where do they get their content from who are their influencers you know stuff like that right. and right. by doing that you are able to already cut out a lot of the clutter in your marketing yeah. strategy because you know exactly you have your bullseye you know exactly what you're trying to achieve you know exactly what channels you are trying to engage them with and stuff like that so marketing research is always a great idea to start with because um yeah you definitely are able to 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 target a lot better um, um trying to go straight to execution because you think you know what people want is like being penny wise pound foolish because at the end of the day midway through the campaign you see that ah 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 we don't mess up we don't mess up we don't mess up that spent money you wasted time and you know that's gone down the drain so definitely marketing research um i think that go ahead please no, please go ahead. I, I thought you were concluding. Oh, no, no. So, no, so you, you asked me what my strategies were, were going to be. And um, I mentioned marketing research. I think another thing is um, you need to have something that differentiates your products from. You mentioned, um, Chinula mentioned this is a competitive market. So, which means that a lot of other brands are doing almost the same thing that you're doing. Something needs mm -hmm. to you out. You need to be so excellent that you have people who try a product going on to tell other people about the product. Um, sometimes what happens is your product is just subpar. There are so many other options. People that you're finally able to, you know, 
bland, people that you're finally able to engage, you don't have a good experience. So at the end of the day, just everything is null and void, right? Yeah. Um, I think so. I think by going out, you need to put your best foot forward first, always. Um, I think that's also very important. Um, another thing is your customers. I mean, I was talking about marketing research earlier. Who are they? Where are they? What do they like to listen to? How are they engaged? What do they like? You know, generally things like that. Um, then you need to tailor your communications and your strategies to their needs. Um, you know, you also need like a unique brand identity as well to set you apart from competition. And then you need a great brand story. Everybody likes a great brand story. You need to have a brand story that tells tells people where you're coming from, where you're at and where you're going and how they can be a part of that. Um, I think this these things help generally to position you differently in a saturated market. Right. Absolutely fantastic. Like, I feel like we should charge for this episode. Priscilla is giving gems. I did, yeah. <laughs> she is dropping like, honestly. oh my God. Like, you literally come out of angles. When we were asking this question, question, I didn't think you were really, really going to go into the nitty gritty. You like, know? You come out of angles. For me, of course, being a researcher, right? I love the fact that you said start from the research right yes. because you know you're just making guesses true i know a lot of people think that you know marketing is just about being creative and all that but you can't be creative you don't know the facts on ground yeah, right? yeah. You cannot be successful you exactly. don't know the facts on ground. and it will be lost on your audience at the end of the day if you really do not know what they really need mm-hmm. you know so yeah when yeah. i see priscilla if people pay for the for this episode shall, we can give you a cut <laughs> so what would you say are the key trends and technologies you know shaping the future of brand communications now what would you i mean i know we're in the era of like ai and everything right now but mm-hmm. i mean from your standpoint right you know what would you say is maybe top three or top five you know on a brand on, in, on, a, on a brand person's list of priorities in terms of you know trends and technology yeah um so i think that increasingly we've seen we see um hyper targeting that's like um there's like there is more uh what do you call it now uh more people more more brands are speaking directly to single individuals rather than the general public um before now there was the trend of who are you you ask somebody who is your target audience and they say the general public right but in recent times we've seen that um there is hyper targeting where um some like i just get a pop-up notification on my phone that says hi priscilla i see you're in so 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 and so place right now i think you should try out this so 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 and so feature in this place Mm -hmm. you know and you're wondering, eh, 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 how did they know that I'm here? How did they know? They're stalking me. Why are you stalking me? <laughs> there's, there's so many like softwares and support um, tools now that help you target your communications, your marketing initiatives better to the needs of the customers. Also, sometimes a lot of people have said, oh, you, I just, I'm speaking to my friend, I'm saying, oh, I need toothpaste. And the next time you open Instagram, you just see toothpaste ads. Oh, no, all over you, my God. God. <laughs> you know, and apparently, I think there's also, you know, a, a, a feature to where um, when you are within a certain radius, right, of the same set, of, of a certain set of people, you get their 
you get to be targeted by their own searches. So for instance, because we are close together right now and you research clothes or whatever it is, right? Before you, you know, within the twinkle of an eye, you begin to see me, you know, having to see ads for clothes and Maybe all of that. Yes. People around you. Around you are so influenced by the same things, yeah. you know. So yeah. It's it's really awesome. So that's definitely one thing that I think is going to get more and more acute as we go on along. Um, another thing is, um, so experiential marketing over the years has been, you know, you set up a pop-up somewhere and then people come to try your brand and, you know, they come to engage with your brand physically, like in person. Um, I think right now where we are at and where we're going to is where we have like AR, VR, helping to create in-situ experiences for people regardless of their locations without them having to leave their houses, right? Um, We see that people are more likely to try something that they are familiar with. So, which is what experimental marketing does for you. But how then you, you know, eliminate that process of having that thing physical, physically, like in a physical location. Um, So I think in very, like increasingly right now, in like um, in the east, in other European countries, I said in east and other European countries. Please, I uh, accept my apologies. In the east, this is different, and west is also different. <laughs> but but we see more more and more um, agencies and organizations exploring these AR and VR um, experience yeah. and I think very soon it's going to be like the norm where yeah. um, you. Let's say, for, for example, there's a house showing. You don't necessarily have to be there in person. Be you there, can just yeah. open the computer and have your, exactly, wear your VR yeah. screen and VR, VR glasses and you can see, you can feel like you're yeah. right there in person. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something. Um, You mentioned AI before. I'm very scared as, at the rate at which AI is growing. Because I'm just, yeah, I'm definitely seeing how AI is going to take over everything soon, like customer support, um, you know, different things. Um, even the creation of more, more, more targeted messages to customers. I think that AI is definitely, you know, blazing the trail in that one. Um, and then finally, I think that increasingly there are more, there's a lot of focus on sustainability and ESG. So um, even investors now would want to see what your ESG pillars are before they invest in your business. And uh, before now, there were a lot of companies that didn't have, you know, interest in, I mean, not no obvious interest in ESG or whatever. But But now... Everybody's trying to be clean. Even the oil companies are trying to do clean energy, right? Right. Um, yeah. So I think as we go along as well, more companies will be interested in the environment, in like um being more inclusive, being like more diverse in staff strength and stuff like that. So yeah, these are things I, I see happening um with technology as we go along. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Hi. Yeah. Okay, so it seems like we lost you for like so, a few seconds. You said diverse, being more diverse and inclusive, and then we lost you. Yeah, we yes. Lost you. Ah, okay. No, so that's it. I like. I think um, a lot of more companies are going to be more diverse and you know a- engage more 
technology solutions and helping them be more sustainable, um, have like better governance in place as well. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, think oh sorry. I think, <laughs> I think the reality is slowly yeah. sinking in. Yes. Into yes. like I mean in terms of we us now realizing that we've done so much damage to the planet to the environment I know, right i'm all for going green yeah I'm all for it. so i think that reality is sinking in and then also i think um seeing brands like tesla really taking off i don't think people really expected that you know we underrated it yeah exactly yeah yes. never really yes. believed that human beings could go from fuel to like electrical gen- like yeah. um, um electrical yeah. vehicles Right. So, yeah, I think yeah, seeing yeah. that is probably also inspiring other mm-hmm, brands mm-hmm. to really, you know, go so for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, cars, even the regular fuel cars are now producing hybrid um, versions where yeah. a regular Toyota would have, like a Toyota Corolla would have a hybrid version where you can either use electricity or use fuel. Yeah, or use yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, there are more oh, cars yeah. now that yeah. hybrid, have provide nice. hybrid. hybrid options yeah. yeah yeah we need that in nigeria we desperately desperately <laughs> need it in nigeria <laughs> where would they charge the car please <laughs> electricity time has run out there's no escape there's no escape tracking i know we'll take a note from priscilla's book when she mentioned the thing you know around ar vr it just reminded me of you know I, th- that's part of the inspiration behind meta right because mm-hmm. really you know facebook evolved the metaverse, you know, yeah. the metaverse exactly so it just brought that to mind and then when she was talking about ai you know um i guess more or less quote unquote taking over our jobs and everything mm-hmm. right it just brought to mind are we like, priscilla and you know you're i mean you watch movies right and you're also you know a movie fan <laughs> like I am, like yeah. myself and you are so do you think that we're getting to a point where sci-fi, everything we've seen in sci-fi movies will come, to, come to life? Oh my God. No, for real. I, I personally believe, my own personal opinion is that there are, these things actually exist. They, the stories are not entirely fiction, in my uh, opinion, right? I, I don't know. Please put uh, me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I watch things like, like, uh, Long Sheldon, where I can laugh. I know they overthink. But I know that whether we watch it now or, or not, if it's going to come, it's going to come, and we just have to stay adaptable. I think that's where my own mindset is at. Yeah. I'm ready for you to, I'm ready for you to, I'm ready for Rapture. So. Speaking of which, Priscilla, did you ever read those? What's the name of that book about Rapture? Was it awake? Was it awake? No, no, no. Okay, it was like a series of books. I don't know if you recall. I don't know read things that will make me be thinking. That's it. Oh my god, I don't know I can't all remember things, that. I know they read all these uh, afterlife stories, you know. They know. I just I just I just prepare for the variables that I have that I can prepare for. I know that's it. We look up to God. <laughs> left behind. I remember that. No, no. Listen, no. I didn't ever watch. There was a movie was as well. Left behind. Movie. Yes, I watched yes. it. I watched oh it. I watched my it. God. 
because of that movie, I don't know if you ever if you knew that was the same case for you. But because of that movie, if anyone spied around me when I was young, I'll go and everyone has gone. Let me just for any baby around. At least I know babies are around. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Do we? Okay, I think we want to say something. Yeah. Else. No, 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 no. I, I think I just want to, you know, progress to the next question, right? So, um, yeah. So, Priscilla, you know, what advice would you have for aspiring professionals, you know, looking to build successful careers, you know, in brand communications and marketing? Okay. Um. Coincidentally, a lot of people have been asking, and my answer is always the same. I think that first you re- you need to realize why you're doing what you're doing because at some point you will lose steam. Like things will discouraging things will happen to you, and the only thing that will keep you going is your why. So you need to know that why and know it like it's your name, right? Yeah. People, I see a lot of people don't want to do the work. They don't want to put in the work of finding out why they're doing what they're doing, and that is why people sort of fizzle out along the way. So I always say, start with knowing your why. Why do you want to do it? Is it because it looks like it's fun? Um, a lot of people these days will say, I want to be an influencer. Why do you want to be an influencer? Do you even know what it takes to be an influencer? And you know that it's not every influencer that is rich. <clears throat> so because you've seen one or two people that are rich, you think that's how it is for everybody. No, you need to know why you're doing what you're doing. What is going to set you apart? What are you trying to achieve? So start from there. Anybody who wants to be successful, definitely start, regardless of the field you're trying to get into. Um, second thing is pay your dues. I I see now that a lot of people just want to jump from point one to point five billion without going through the process. There's a process to it. There are levels to this thing. Um, mm. There are, t- you are, there are t- times when you have to do things that are beneath you. Uh, I started off with doing 20 hours a week without any any payment any remuneration at all and wow. it was it was a great time like i enjoyed that job i it created a great foundation for me and i'm very grateful for that opportunity um a lot of people these days will see that um there isn't any willingness to make any sacrifices at all i don't think that there's anybody who's successful even if they're born into wealth that hasn't had to make one or two sacrifices in their lives. So I think you need to find out what you need to do, find out what you need to do to pay your your, your dues, and then get in there, pull your sleeves up and, and do the work. I think that's very important. Um, so, but I mean, to the practical stuff now, it is, okay. if you're not getting into the field, I would also always say start from the agency. So you want to do public relations, you want to do advertising, start from the agency. The good thing about agencies is you have people who have been there and have done it for years who are able to take, teach you the rudiments of this job. Yeah. And um, I see a lot of people start from client side, like in-house brands. Too. That's okay. But the thing is, there are technical things about this job that you will not learn on the brand, in, on like in the in-house brands team because um, you are just managing one brand, for example. Whereas in the agency, you are managing different brands, different clients, and you're learning different things by managing different aspects of their campaigns. And so you're able to learn more faster from the agency. So I'll always start from the agency. But if you're already in the in-house brand team, definitely see who you can attach yourself with, see who you can learn from actively within your team. 
So don't just limit yourself to things that you've been assigned to do. Try to find out that in every brand, there is somebody who is not always very loud, but understands this business in every successful brand team. I've seen that. Yes, there's always that person who is not the loudest. He might not be the CEO. He or she might not be the CMO. But that person submit the work. Try to see how people to um, teach you stuff. There are things that you might never have to encounter in doing your own duties, in carrying out your own duties. But this person has been there, done that. See how you can align with this person, helping them with their own like task and their, the things that they are working on while learning from them as well. Um, I think that everybody can take anything away from you except the things that you have in your mind, in your, in your head. So knowledge can be from you. You need, to, you need to continue to stay humble, stay adaptable, keep learning because the day we stop learning is the day we start dying. So even at this level where um, I would say I've been there, done that, I've done it all. Over the past 10 years, I've been across various industries, managing different brands. Hi, Priscilla. Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, so um, actually cut off a little for a bit. Um, the last thing we, we heard was over the past um, few years, I've been across industries managing different brands. But that was the last thing okay. we heard. Yeah, so I was saying that, yeah, over the past years, I've worked in seven organizations and I've done, I've done a bit of work, right? But I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I try to continue to see what's, what's happening, what are the current trends, what, I, what can I learn? Something that I'm trying to learn now is coding, but it's not entering. I don't know why. Maybe it will be <laughs> it's, not, it's, not it's not entering. But but no, I, at least, at least we're trying. Mm, exactly. I'm open to learning because the day we stop learning is the day we start dying. That's what it is. In your career, in your own life, you, you need to stay open to learning. Um, even things that you don't agree with, that's something I learned from my husband. He knows something about everything this life. He doesn't watch football. <laughs> he doesn't watch football. He doesn't like football. But if you ask mm-hmm. him right now, what season are they doing? What who is in the final? Who is skinny? He knows. You know, and usually me, I'll just say, I beg, I beg, I don't have any mental space for things I don't like. But <laughs> you need to you need to have a wide range of knowledge, especially when you're doing thinking about getting into marketing and communications, because mm-hmm. a lot of people will come to you to find out what you think about different subjects because they think mm. you should know, right? And the more you, people feel like you are a, a what's the word now? A center of knowledge, the more people come to you. Um, at, my, at my former job, I used to tell people, I used to, I used to sit in the corner in the back, just in the corner. And then somebody would come to me and say, oh, ah, Priscilla, this thing happened though. I say, yes, I knew. I say, ah, how did you know? Hey, you didn't. Mm-hmm. You don't know your corner seats. How I said, you know, now news news comes to come and visit me in this seat. So, <laughs> excuse me. So, um, the more people feel like they can count on you, they can learn from you. The more you know, um, they are confident to come to you as well. Um, so yeah, that's those are my little little pointers for 
people who are aiming to thrive in this industry. Also network. I think networking is um, has a bad PR. I think that's what it is. Sometimes people just feel like, oh, networking means that you're trying to get ahead in life and, you know, by using people. But no, um, networking is, is a symbiotic relationship where you meet people, you offer value, and then you expect value in return as well. Um, it's definitely very important. You can't you can't do this job and and be great at it without having like a good relationship with people. Uh, yeah, so definitely, these are my pointers. I like I said previously. I, are you sure we will not chat? Mind blowing stuff, man. <laughs> Mind blowing. No, <laughs> 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 really. So like I love how you said for like um look for that person in the room who just seems to know things right Thanks, they may not yeah. be the loudest person they may yeah. not be the head of the, the talk, department yeah. or whatever right yeah but they know things and they may be willing to like share that knowledge with you yeah so i actually find that so valid and yeah. even i am going to definitely apply this going forward yeah. so then also yeah. around uh, networking yes i think even for me as well i feel that i'm not always comfortable with networking mm-hmm. right there's this bad vibe around it like i don't know i think it's just something i know i, I think it feels feels forced, forced. Yes. it feels it feels like um, there's a word yeah. i'm looking for it's beyond forced right yeah. you know no, so tell you something about that and what has helped me in the past sorry to cut you short you know so yes, I'm, of course, of course. I'm, I'm an introvert whether you like it or not whether you accept it or not i'm an introvert and i'm very shy i don't like to go to like i don't walk up to people to go and introduce myself all those things i'm too shy for that um the only time the only place where i'm confident is at work because i submit you work right but yeah. when it comes outside of work, I'm trying to make new friends, can you go not I know they you know. So when I go for conferences, for example, my target is out of these one thousand people, I want to create two meaningful relationships from this conference. Um mm-hmm. the people making is so for example, just an example, if you go to like a conference, like a career a women career conference, for example, in Nigeria, um and then at the end of the conference, you see a lot, like 50 people milling around Mrs. Ibuko Awoshika, for example, right? Yeah. Everybody's mm-hmm. trying to meet her. Everybody's trying to meet yeah. her. Um, yeah. Do you see people milling around um, Aisha Ahmed of the Central Bank? Because people are trying mm-hmm. to meet well. But there are people yeah. around that you don't even know what they do. You don't know their names. You don't True. know. True. Um, let me give an example of um Wimby's conference 2021 <clears throat> excuse me sorry 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 do you need a, do you need a break we yeah. can take a pause i just finished my water now um so Wimby's, Wimby's conference 2021 i was sitting beside just like two random ladies and my point was this conference so i only need to meet two people i'm not going to force anything and those are typical people sitting beside me i don't have to stand up mm-hmm. And and that was what happened. You know, I met somebody, just a young lady, about the same age. Those chill, we're just gisting. And then that happened naturally because we're just gisting. Yeah. And then she's, oh, um, and then we said, I don't remember what we're talking about. And then she mentioned something. I said, oh, something Microsoft. <clears throat> I think I said Microsoft is one of the companies where I would like to work. And then she said, oh, I know they are their CEO. They are like their West African CEO. She's here. I say, eh, where is she? 
I've a relationship with I can introduce you. And she right there and took me to the lady and introduced me. Wow. Right? <laughs> no, but no, not a lot of people were meeting around this person because she's not a yeah. person. Or at that time mm-hmm. she was a very popular person. But a lot True. of people were meeting around like the more popular role models and mentors. Yeah. And like, in the car, sipping her cocktail. Right? But I never would have maybe gotten that connection if I wasn't speaking to the person beside me. So mm. my recommendation always is start with your immediate environment. So who is sitting mm-hmm. beside you? Know them. What do they do? What do they like? Create a meaningful, yeah. meaningful relationship with them. So that, I mean, one way or another, depending on the on the venue or the gathering that you're in, <clears throat> some gatherings, everybody there is important. So don't don't mm-hmm. just focus on the on the president that's there. Name. Yes, 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 true. Never know. You never know. So that's I usually know. how you approach to it to say, I only want to meet two people in this one thousand people gathering. And mm-hmm. that way is very natural, it's very symbiotic and just mm-hmm. seamless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I'm going to apply this. So, so yeah, this seems more natural. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And it reminds me. It reminds me of um, you know, I, you know, the Founders Connect um conference that just you know that just mm. ended um very recently. So one of the things that one of the speakers said was, don't network with people just because you know they're the big shots or they're the mm. you know top guns or whatever it is. Network because you feel a connection with these people, right? So exactly, you know, people who feel you can actually maybe vibe with, you like, mm. you actually like their aura. So sure. I'm sitting beside Iwa, for instance, or maybe I see her from afar and I'm like, oh, I just love maybe something about her hair or something. Oh, let me go ask her about it. And then from there you get to talking and who knows, you know? So <laughs> everyone starts from somewhere. Ibuku and Washika started from right. somewhere and there was a day she was never, you know, known as, you know, who she is right now, right? So... Don't overlook anyone, right? And don't just, you know, set your sights on those, you know, popular figures. Mm. You never really yeah. can tell, like, what Sina has already yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think so, so one much thing you've that. done, actually, is you've made networking not seem so, how do I say this? Contrived. No, uh, okay, not just contrived, <laughs> but so, like, foreign and, yeah, mm, and so, like, yes. like, you know how you're looking at the moon from mm-hmm. the earth, right? Yes, yes. So, it doesn't, it doesn't look like something that's so it made it seem very relatable mm-hmm. and like yeah i think you yes doable thank you yeah doable, doable. Yes. yeah thank you i hope people listening as well would get that learn from, from this, that yeah. true so um we want to ask uh, priscilla about your you know mentorship initiatives yeah. tabs with priscilla and like all the other <laughs> like fantastic initiatives you're doing right yeah. would you like to like share about it maybe if you if it's something people can join or yeah. learn more about. Yeah, lives okay. impacted. Um, so, thank you for that. So, TAVS with Priscilla. TAVS means the Actionable Visioning Scheme. That's what it is. Just stands for the, the Actionable Visioning Scheme. Um, over the past few years, I've, every year I set like, goals for the year. And <clears throat> before, before maybe two years ago, I just used to set career goals. And I would realize that by August, I had met and surpassed all the goals I set for the year, right? Okay. So okay. I was. Wow. Most most by August. So okay. So I used to set hey, financial God. and career goals for myself. Um. Mm. So in 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 I think early twenty twenty one, I enrolled in a mentorship program, 
So again, you have to constantly keep learning. You don't know it all. That's it. You don't know it all. Nobody knows it all. Um, so I enrolled in a mentorship program and then somebody, a friend of mine said, are you still doing mentorship program? You should be a mentor by now. I said, my sister, I'm a mentee. I'm a mentee. I'm still <laughs> trying to learn. Right? that mentorship program that <clears throat> I learned about setting goals for the various pillars of your life. Um, so I, <clears throat> I was, I, I used, I was setting financial goals and career goals for myself. I was meeting those goals, but I was generally an, an emotionally unavailable person. So I'm not a touchy feely person. I'm not a, um, like a soft, affectionate, you know, a hugging, kissing, that kind of, mm. no, I don't mm-hmm. feel, I'm just a facing my front. In one, one of my previous mm-hmm. jobs, they used to call me Mr. Priscilla because I give it to you. Or like, <laughs> you know, I don't care about your feelings. Just, let's just get it done. Get it done now, you know. Um, and so, in fact, a lot of people said I was never going to get married because you just like work. You just didn't do work, work, work. <laughs> you know, and so I didn't really care. I also didn't care. But as I grew older, I also, you know, enrolled in that mentorship program. And I realized that there were other pillars in my life that were going to help me become a well-rounded person. And so, um, so things like, so, I mean, in that session, my mentor said, you need to set out what are the things that are important to you. So my family is important. My friends are important. My faith is important. Um, career is very important. Um, leisure is important. Finance is important. And then legacy is important. Um, I didn't think about legacy on my own. She told me about legacy. And uh, by the time you get to your to a certain age, you can't continue to do things just for yourself. You need to start to do things that you can leave behind, um, things that people can remember you by when you go, you know. And my own, I've always, I've always said that the only thing I want them to write on my epitaph, like the epitaph I want them to write on my gravestone is for a life well spent spent so um just that's just a simple and short a life well spent so every day mm-hmm. i try how can i live a well-spent life today what can i be doing right now that's and that way that's why i say the best or nothing every day whether i'm resting i have the best rest whether it's mm-hmm. you know i don't want things i don't like i'm, I'm watching this thing now I'm not liking it. It's not vi- and, and I won't continue. I won't finish it. Too. I'm eating something. The food is not is not too skinny. I won't. I will just leave it. You know, like I don't do anything that's not giving me the most joy. I mean, mm. not to say that there there are not things that I don't persevere through. But if 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 it has to be absolutely necessary to my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she spoke about legacy, and I thought, you know what? I've been doing a lot of things for myself, for my family. I think that. It's important to also do things that affect my environment very directly. And yeah. Yeah, January 1st of this year, I set out to write my goals for the year. Of course, now using the different pillars. So I was going to set two goals for each pillar. So career goals, financial goals. but And then I added the other things to it as well, which is faith goals, friendship goals, um, um, leisure goals. So how many countries am I going to travel to this year, for example? Uh, and then legacy goals. And I started to do that. And then I heard in my spirit, to whom much is given, much is also expected. And then I said, eh, what do I, what do I have that I'm expecting? 
I beg, moving on. I started to write. <laughs> I started to continue my goal. And then I, I felt that, that urgent need in my spirit to invite other people to join me in this goal setting, right? And ah, I was like, eh. My friends are very smart. I have like a group of amazing friends, right? Doing well in a career. I feel like some of them even know more than I do. So what am I going to teach them that they don't already know, you know? And then, you know, just, I, ha- I have this thing of, I doubt myself. I'm very self-critical. And I was like, ah, beg, there's nothing I want to tell these people that they don't already know, Joe. What am I doing? And then the next day, guess what I heard in my spirit again? Um, you know what the Bible said? To whom much is given, much is also expected. Another verse uh, that says, if you are faithful, if you are not faithful in little, even the little that you have will be taken away from you. Ah, mm. ah wow, wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> you open um, your eyes. You know, shine your eye. Okay, let me reach out to 10 people. Let's just do this thing together. And I reached out to 10 people. And then 10 people became 15 people, became 25 people, wow. became 25 people. And wow. it was a very urgent request. So I didn't, so again, this was, this conversation was between January 1st and 2nd of January of this year. I had to execute this by January 7th of this year so i had just like maybe five four days to plan and usually i would like to sit with my board of directors first my my friends to say what do you think how do we do this but i didn't have time to be asking anybody any question so it was a very close-knit small group kind of thing <coughs> excuse me sorry no, sorry hmm. do you need a break we can take a break for a few minutes no 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 it's okay <clears throat> so it was a small group thing. I didn't think I was going to have more than 10 people. But on that call, I had like 35 people. We were on the call for over two hours. And I was able to teach everybody how to set goals for different pillars and pillars in their lives. Um, of course, the fact that faith is important to me doesn't mean it's important to you. So the first step is in identifying what are the most important pillars in your own lives. Um, so we had, we went through that session. I told them my own story, where I was coming from. And a lot of people were like, oh, I didn't see it like this before. I didn't even use set goals before. Some people didn't, had never set goals. Some other people were, would set goals, but, you know, again, like I was doing in just one area of their lives. Um, and so that's how Tales of Priscilla was born. And what my, what my purpose really was for that creating that was not just for people to set goals but for them to see it through you know um anybody can set goals a lot of people do new year resolution but by february 1st it don't everything don't fill out like you know yes 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 um i had like group accountability for everyone i had like follow-ups for everyone following up with everyone um from time again because it was not a lot of people so there's there's this one-on-one interaction that we have uh, but after a few weeks, I opened it up a little bit and I shared my templates. So I have a budgeting template, for example, that helps you g- become financially free in your life, whether you want whether you want to be free or not. That template I will make you. Free. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I put that on seller. Um, I put the visioning board templates on on seller as well. 
And a lot of people downloaded that. A lot of people referred their friends to download it. And so, so far, over 100 people have used those templates, right? And I have people coming back from time to time to say, oh, I didn't know this before. So there's a phenomenon I call the bragging shit where when things are going on in your life, you write the things that you do well, the things that you're great at, the things that come naturally to you that do not necessarily come naturally to other people. Um, because there are days when you are going to feel like you are the lowest, lowest, lowest point in your life. And you need to refer to that shit to know that you're really, really the bomb, right? So yeah. that was one of the things I taught them at the group session. And um, one of them came back to say she didn't know she needed that thing until last week because something happened in her office and she had to refer to her bragging sheet. And that was what really got her through that phase. So just like people coming back to say, oh, 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 this thing really helped me. Oh, that thing helped me. You know, um, it was great. And that's, has, that's what has continued to happen, you know, over the past six, seven months. And so I'm very grateful that I can already see like improvements, a lot of changes. A lot of people are already seeing like changes and improvements in their lives, their careers. And I mean, so, so that's what Tabs of Priscilla is. We have a media check-in coming up. Um, I think it's next weekend. So, um, but right now we're not taking new people because we're very <laughs> close knit. Yeah. No. <laughs> Honestly, you know, we're, we're taking a few people, but it's not. We're not taking like a lot. We're not opening it up to, like, like it, we're not doing any advertising generally, right? We're just there are a few people within the team that have said, "Oh, I'd like to be. I'd like my friend to be a part of this," and you know. Well, maybe opening up a few slots for people to join, but that's it. That's how that's how that started. And it has continued to grow beyond what I expected. I didn't think that ten people were even going to show up. I didn't think that I was going to have that much impact. But I'm very grateful that you know I was I was obedient to execute that, and people continue to see like a lot of growth in their lives because of the activities that we've done through Tabs with Priscilla. So yeah, that's what that is. Is it just me? Is it just me, or is Priscilla just giving me like Oprah vibes? You I know, and I mean, 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 you just might get one you know amazing stuff like i i would love to hear like um you know yeah the success stories maybe by the end of the year or early next year i think that would be amazing to hear Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes, thank you so so much, Priscilla. So, I think we're rounding up. Yeah, we are rounding up. So I think just just before you know we let um, Priscilla go, you know we wanted to get like your final words. But I, I know this might be hard, right? But we want to make it like a challenge because we know you're up to it, right? So 
if we can get your final words in one sentence, right? That, yeah, that's, that's a, can you say one or two sentences? Or what if she doesn't breathe at all? She just keeps talking. Or, or one paragraph. So I don't really have any one sentence. Just that. Live your life. You live every day like you want it to be your best day. Um, sometimes yeah. it wouldn't feel like it wouldn't feel like it, but you you should know you should be you should you should be able to make peace with that you did your best that day. So your best yeah. you might look like you just laying on your couch throughout the entire day. That that might be your best for the day, but you mm-hmm. need to be yourself is that really really the best the best use of your time that the best you can be doing um so yeah just make sure make sure that you do right by yourself do right by yourself and ensure that you give your best each day um no pressure nobody is nobody is measuring anybody's success you know um you are the one that should measure your own success um and the, your success my trick is um, did i give my best to myself today um, I think I think that that's something that definitely helps me. Again, my best running marathon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely fantastic! Oh. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Hi, Pris- Priscilla. Oh no, I think we lost her. Hello. Okay. Hi, Priscilla. Oh yeah, sorry, it cut off a bit again. Again. Oh, okay. So. No, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, you had said you know do right by yourself. Um, yeah. So you said your best could be running. Could be uh, running. Yeah. yeah. That was the last line we heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was saying that the, your best could look like running a marathon in, on one day. On another day, it can be watching fifty episodes of Young Sheldon. So, but just know that you're doing <laughs> your best self. You okay. um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's it. Love it. Love it so much. I've had like a huge smile on my face. Like, all through. All through truly, yeah. truly. Thank you so, so much, uh, Priscilla, for Priscilla. joining us today. Actually, I want to ask something that is off script, of course, right? <laughs> but um, I would love to know any suggestions, recommendations you have for us, you know, on this podcasting journey we are doing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think, that, I think that the spirit of the podcast is right. I think that you are genuine you're telling your telling genuine genuine stories mm. both your own stories and the stories of other people around you as well um so once the spirit is right that's 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 the engine that you need to work with other things will, will align um to my mind but yeah i think you're on the right path awesome, awesome. thank you so thank much. you so much thank you thank really you. appreciate that <laughs> Great. It's been an awesome episode as always, right? Yes, so, really fun. I've had a lot of fun. I mean, so I mean, if you guys want to follow any of our respective so- resources on Substack, um, we've got two of them, two remarkable newsletters that are bound to elevate your knowledge and provide invaluable insights in in our respective domains, right? So firstly, we have the Spotlight by Iwalola on Substack. This is a, com- um, a captivating newsletter that delves into the world of product research and strategy offering a treasure trove of tools resources and profound insights to sharpen your expertise oh wait i can actually can i plug in my other podcast it's also called the spotlight okay. it can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts um we talk about user centricity in product development Fantastic. Um, we have had a founder on there to tell us about how 
you know, AI helps with improving the disco- product discovery mm. process. So yes, yeah. if you find things like that interesting, if you would like to hear when I talk about, I talk to yeah. product managers, product yeah. designers to hear about their struggles, then yeah. this podcast is for this you. other podcast is for it's you. For you. <laughs> Again, it's called The Spotlight and I'll link it in the show notes. All Thank right. you. All right. And then um, just, you know, Again, about my own newsletter, right? It's called Buzz Junction, right? And another very exceptional Substack newsletter. It's a trusted guide that expertly navigates the intricate landscape of marketing and corporate communications, tackling your everyday challenges head on, right? Expect not only relatable solutions, but also a touch of audacity that may pleasantly surprise you. So don't miss out on the opportunity to gain access to these incredible newsletters that we've mentioned, the spotlight and Buzz Junction, right? And expand your knowledge horizons. Yeah. Awesome. There you have it, everyone. Yeah. Stay tuned for more episodes of Work Therapy. My name is Priscilla Yari. New subscribers, you can find Work Therapy on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Yay. anywhere you get your podcast. <laughs> Remember to subscribe, subscribe and rate our show. For the love of God, turn on your notifications, guys, right. for new episodes. Turn that, but you know that bell. Just turn it on, right? Yeah. Thank you, everyone, and have a fantastic. I feel like I'm going to miss everyone. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I mean, looking forward to next week, guys. Yeah. Have a fantastic week. Bye. Bye.